baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. I think Dave's already been imbibing in some of those holiday cocktails we've been talking about. Tim, that is our, <laughs> our topic today is uh, your favorite holiday drink. It doesn't have to be alcoholic at all. In fact, I was saying, you know, I associate Coca-Cola with Christmas. That's how good the marketers of Coca-Cola are. Uh, yeah, we, we went the uh, polar bears. Polar bears, right. <laughs> so, Tim, yeah. Tim Lammers, what, uh, what, what drink says this is, it's the holidays for you? Well, I, you know what? Honestly, I don't drink. Okay. So, yep. uh, no, no, no cocktails, but I do enjoy myself a fake beer every now and okay. then. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's nice when I, in more relaxed settings because generally I'm tuned up on caffeine with pop or <laughs> yeah. coffee. So, yeah, that's kind of a, just a break away from that. I'll say they have some great uh, non-alcoholic beer has come a long way, and there yeah. are some really good ones, including, like, if you like craft beer like I do, like I had a non-alcoholic IPA from a brewery in Connecticut, I think it was. I forget wow. the name of it. And it you could not – it was very tasty, delicious. And there are some bad ones out there, but there are also some, <laughs> some very, very good ones. Um Holiday is a huge, uh, huge time to watch movies. And also, and I love the classics, but we always love the new ones that you never know may become classics. So right. uh, let's start with the holdovers here. Um, premium video on demand, the holdovers. I've heard a lot about this with Paul Giamatti. It's also uh, still playing in theaters. Let's listen to a little of this. Every year at Barton Academy, students, faculty, and staff depart the campus for a two-week winter break. But there are always an unfortunate few who have nowhere to go for the holidays. They're known as the holdovers. Mr. Hunnam. Hello, Mary. I heard you got stuck with babysitting duty this year. How'd you manage that? You know, he used to be a student, right? Yeah, that's why he knows how to inflict maximum pain on us. Oh. I thought all the Nazis were hiding in Argentina. Stifle it, Tully. Paul Giamatti, very. Uh, I love Paul Giamatti. Uh, uh, this sounds very. It's a. It's a great concept. So, what do we think of this movie? It's a great movie. I mean, just. I, I have to just tell you right. I'm not going to keep you in suspense. It, it's a movie that was released in theaters in early November. Limited mm-hmm. release, kind yep. of a platform thing. It's more of an independent movie, but it definitely has commercial appeal. Um, and, and, you know, stuff like that baffles me when they release films the way they do, because it really, to me, is a holiday movie, right? Because it takes place over a two-week break uh, over Christmas time, and it uh, ends, uh, you know, in the new year. It's set in 1970. It's very nostalgic. And, and the fact that it's set in 1970 probably explains that voiceover on the trailer, which you never hear anymore. Right. In a world. <laughs> yeah. In a world, yeah, Don LaFontaine, a Minnesota native, That's right. by the way. That's right. Um, so, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you, it, it just has that nostalgic feel. And uh, so it's about uh, this student who um, is at this New England prep school, uh, boarding school, and he's told uh, by his mom 
uh, just as he was waiting to get picked up. Um, hon, you're going to have to stay at the, co- uh, at, at the school this year, not the college, at the boarding school, because I just got married to my second husband, and uh, we haven't gone on our honeymoon yet. So he is known as one of the holdovers, one of the students that doesn't go home. The other four that are there actually do find a place to go. So he's stuck there with Paul Giamatti, who plays um, Paul Hunnam. He's this pretentious teacher, cranky demeanor, has a reputation, as you heard. He chaperones the holdovers. And then there is also a cook, uh, Divine Joy Randolph, plays Mary Lamb. She's his head cook at this uh, school. She doesn't want to go home because she had lost her only child uh, in, in the military uh, that just months before. So she's having some heartache that she's dealing with. So effectively, these three people become unlikely friends. They form this unlikely bond and form essentially a family around Christmas time. So you got a lot of you know Christmas music and you know the weather. Unlike Minnesota, <laughs> there's yeah. snow there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and it just really ends up being this wonderful comedy drama. Alexander Payne, you might know his work. Um, you know, he did Nebraska a few years back, uh, Election Sideways, the movie with yep. G- Giamatti and pa- uh, Thomas Hayden Church from almost 20 years ago. Uh, the Descendants, George Clooney, this guy's done a lot of different things. So he knows how to tell a story and is very effective and a feel-great movie for the holidays, although it does have, you know, it, it's an R-rated movie. Mm-hmm. So. But, uh, you know, it, it still is weird because it feels like you can watch this one with your family. Yeah. I mean, as long as they're older kids. I mean, you know, we watch this with one of ours, my wife and I. Because of language? It, is that why? Because of yeah, language? Yeah, exactly. That's the only thing. But uh, it's so, Giamatti is such a great actor. Yes. And and Divine Joy Randolph, if you know, if you've seen Old, Only Murders in the Building, she plays this detective in that. She was in Dolomite Is My Name with Eddie Murphy, Lady Reed. She's a terrific actor. And then you also have this newcomer, Dominic Sessa, playing the student. First film, you swear to God, the kid has been around forever because he's so good. It's a great movie. It's an interesting question. I'm kind of springing this on you, but it's, you know, we get holiday movies, Christmas movies every year. And it's it's weird the ones that stick and become classics. You know, it's like right. when, when you. I mean, do you ever have like a gut feeling when you watch one? Like, oh man, this might be one that people will continue yeah. to watch for years. Yeah, and to come. and that's exactly the feeling I had with this movie. I hmm. thought I could watch this every year just because of the theme. You know, um, the, just the, the the whole thing about three complete strangers. You know, yep. bonding and finding a family. And and the fact that, you know, it's very sad, naturally, a lot of the situations are terrible that uh, they're in, but they find hope and they find light. And there's so much laughter in the movie. I mean, Alexander Payne finds this balance, which is amazing when you can take some, you know, some subject matter that is really tragic and still find, find hope in it and lighten it up and find laughs in it. Uh, yeah, it's just really, really a terrific movie. The streaming a pick. I've seen uh, one episode from season five so far. Fargo season five on FX. Let's hear a little of that. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. I see a woman who outsmarted two kidnappers. Are you okay, ma'am? Never do you mention she is a tiger. She's claiming it never happened. Never what now? She's a wolf in sheep's clothing, that one. Honestly, I'm embarrassed by all of us. I'm just uh, one episode in, but uh, I love the the series Fargo and uh, just kind of the different casts that have come and gone. And uh, what do we think of this one so far, Tim? You know what? Uh, as a Minnesotan, uh, you know, first thing you look at and you say, do we really talk like that? Yes. Don't, don't you know? Do we really? And I, I'm afraid to say it, but yes. Yeah, we do. Yes, yeah. we do. Maybe, you know, you, you naturally say, oh, they're just laying it on way too thick, like they did in the original movie. But I've really come to love that movie. And in fact, yes. because this season, it's an anthology series, so people don't have to worry about going to see season one through four if they haven't. They're all new stories. This one, and maybe you sensed it too, Adam, watching that first episode, this is probably the most like the original movie. Yes, yep. The, the, there are a lot of plot similarities in it. It takes place in Minnesota, but you do have some North Dakota stuff because John Hamm plays this county sheriff in, in uh, North Dakota who's you know, a little bit shifty, and you find out more about him as it goes along. He's, he's not a very good guy. Uh, and then you have this Minnesota mom uh, who is kidnapped like that uh, original plot, um, but she doesn't want anybody to know about it, you know, not the police, because in that original movie, you have to remember, William Macy's character didn't want the police to know about it. So there are a lot of different similarities uh, to that. So I've, I've loved the series so far. There's only three episodes out. It's on FX on Hulu, so you can stream it on Hulu. And, uh, again, if you can get past the whole Minnesota accent thing and just I, come to accept <laughs> the fact that we do talk like that. I don't mind it. I, you know, and I, I was the one of, like, the people who, like, you know, oh, it's, like, get offended by it. Like, but I did, I did say after the first episode, it was, like, crazy over the top. But the, the guy who plays uh, Juno Temple's husband, is from here, and he's the one who like coached all those folks on the accent. And I thought his accent was so over the top. I'm like, there's no way that guy. And he's the native Minnesotan. So, but uh, Juno yeah. Temple, if you love Ted Lasso, obviously she's in uh, Ted Lasso. She's from yeah. England, and she she's her accent's pretty good. Yeah, it is pretty good, and and, and probably the one that's the most over the top. Mm -hmm. But you know, I. I, I it's such good storytelling yes. and such good writing. Now, Noah Hawley is the guy that uh, is the creator of this series. Now, the Coen brothers are executive producers, so I, I would imagine they're pretty hands-off. Yeah. They got to, I would imagine, approve the stories. Approve, but it, it's amazing how he's really nailed the tone of that original movie mm -hmm. with the series. Yeah, it's just your classic dark Really dark comedy. And that, dark comedy, yep. again, the comedy, when you can find that comedy in the darkness, yes. that's an amazing thing to pull off. And again, Alexander Payne does that 
as well. It's not that kind of movie, but the holdovers, you know, he does that same sort of thing. It's so difficult to find that balance. Generally, movies are one thing or the other, right? But yep. to have a series like Fargo, a movie like Fargo, when you can find that balance, it doesn't really get any better than that. And that's, I mean, that's why I loved all the, that's why I'm, I'm a super Coen Brothers fan is because you can't really pin down their movies. Like I, it's like you feel uncomfortable. Should I be laughing here? But like that's that's why I love those movies. Um, say, I know yeah. you wanted to talk about. Uh, I saw the preview for this uh, Nyad with uh, Jodie yeah. Foster and, and Annette Bening. Um, it, it, interesting story it, it, here. Yeah, it's a brilliant movie. I, I, nothing but winners this week, Adam. Yeah, seriously. I mean, this is also streaming on Netflix. Jodie Foster. Stars, Annette Benning stars. Annette Benning plays Diana Nyad, real person, swimmer, uh, who, after a, you know, a career in a long, a marathon swimming, as a, a younger person, you know, when she's 60, she says, you know, I never was able to swim from Cuba to Florida. It's never been done. It's not humanly possible, the doctors say. Um, so she says, I'm going to go for it at age 61. And, you know, it doesn't happen right away, but it is really an amazing story. Spoiler, it's out there. I mean, she does it, but the movie is still really, really gripping and so inspiring. And get the Kleenex ready at the end because you are going to be sobbing because it is such of a wonderful, inspiring movie. Yeah, it's and I love, I love when we have different. You know, I love when like a movie comes along where it's like, hmm. I'm surprised they made a movie out of that, but often those are the best movies. Right. You know? Right. Well, and again, I mean, sometimes it, you know, people, they wag their fingers on Netflix, you know, and, and the streaming battles yeah. and all that stuff. And Hollywood has kind of got a weird relationship with them. But movies like Nyad get made because of them, because they're, they're you know, yes, they're, they're more in the independent realm, but they definitely, definitely work. And in this case, I only have to bring it up because, Jodie Foster has waded into the whole superheroes or yep. superhero fatigue debate because she said that I think that we need to take a break from these movies for a while because, oddly enough, you get stories like Diana and I had that hasn't been told before yep. in, a, in a feature film sort of setting. I would imagine there have been documentaries. Um, where you realize, you know, there are real-life superheroes who yep. accomplish these superhuman feats yep. and, and inspire you for real. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, so she waded into that debate. So whether that's coincidental or not, I don't know. Anybody who's done that previously, though, like Martin Scorsese, they take a lot of battering yeah. from the fans yep. online. That's for sure. Yeah, those fans are out there. Thank you, Tim. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. All right, Adam, have a great weekend. We'll see you. Tim Lammers, brought to us by Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorney seeking justice for the injured. You can find them at minnesotapersonalinjury.com, and you can hear more from Tim at directconversations.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time, baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.